The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pair of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 in cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Desperately awaiting the drop of the truck odds. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. I mean... Again, we planned on bringing you some sort of truck episode today, but unfortunately, the books have still not seen fit to give us truck odds, so we will bring you an Xfinity episode. We'll follow that tomorrow with a DFS episode and pray to all things holy that we get truck odds. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, at this point, it's 8.30 Central Time on Wednesday night, and there is no truck odds for a Friday truck race. I mean, we've been having trucks on Saturday lately, and it's still usually out by Tuesday evening, like... Or, or Wednesday morning at the latest. Like, I, I don't understand what the holdup is. Uh, I guess they're trying to decide if they want to put Kyle Busch at minus 150 or minus 350. I don't know what the deal is. Who knows at this point? I just consider this our daily rant against the books. So <laughs> might as well just make that a segment in and of its own right, just a daily rant against the books. It's Yeah, figure your shit out. But luckily, we do have Xfinity stuff though, for a little bit. That was looking hairy because... It took them. They took their sweet time getting this out as well. Luckily, we do have it, and here we are. There's a. <laughs> I'm torn, Rod. Like I told you earlier, we we cut back on one bet this week because we, we've done it before in the trucks because there's not a bunch of great options. There's a couple of bets I really really love this week. Like the first couple of bets on here, I was like, boom, boom, boom. Like I want these, and then it was like, oof, there is not a ton more options other than these few I love. So. Kind of a interesting week as far as odds go. I don't know if uh, coming off the holiday weekend, everybody just decided to take Monday off and that's put everything behind or what's going on. But uh, here we are. And luckily there are there are a few that I really, really like this week. Well, you talked about it, too, in the fact that there's no cup drivers in this race. And it is, in fact, yeah. the call 811 before you dig 250. That's one of those straightforward and to the point uh, sponsors. Might as well just uh, I know exactly what that's supposed to be. But uh, yeah, there's no cup drivers in this. This is a dash for cash race, which means you know all all the Xfinity regulars are going to be racing against each other. So um, you know I, the the odds on this one, it's not. We don't have cup drivers kind of skewing the the top of these odds. So you're right. When I started scrolling down, because you were like, ah, you know, I'm not really sold on on having all five or all six today, and I was like, okay, well, and then I started to dig in myself, and I was like, oh. I see what you mean. Like this is not. This is why. Yeah, Give us this top is tens why. for the Xfinity. What? Like, I know you don't want to get killed because we probably would kill you on those. That's why we want them so bad. But man, stop limiting us to top fives. Give us top tens. And and not to mention like the groupings. There was what Group A was seven drivers deep. I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna play <laughs> like the seven best drivers out there. Like, pick one. No, yeah, no, no thanks. I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. It just, yeah. Again, it just not a ton of great options there there are a few we found that we really like so don't don't turn it off just yet. but uh but no it's it's yeah it is an interesting thing this week and like you said no cup drivers it is a dash for cash race uh there are 40 entries for 38 spots so two guys will go home uh ryan truex is in the 19 car that's kind of the only notable uh difference this week as far as the, the driver lineup goes 
Yeah, uh, again, we are on the Martinsville Speedway in Martinsville, Virginia, Ridgeway, Virginia, however you want to put it. 250 laps around this .526 mile track, Cody, for a 131 lap race. But uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? With with this and the odds that we were seeing, uh, especially on Caesars, because that's the ones that usually gets them up quicker, um, there are top three, there are top fives, there's obviously winners. Uh, the head-to-head matchups, there was quite a few of them, but uh, again... You know, some of those were not necessarily the greatest choices in the world either. So I don't know. Uh, I would only hope that the options get better as the the weeks go on. I I'm kind of not wanting to give out winner uh, uh, um, car numbers. You know, either way, like over unders, because I don't want to keep going back to that. Well, gets kind of boring if all I do is give you a winning car numbers. <laughs> so you know, yeah. past that, I, I mean. This, this might be a, a conversation we, we have to have maybe in the offseason as far as now that especially I've given my, uh, my tossed my hat in the ring as far as handicapping is concerned. But like what, what would we want to see? You know, what more would we want to see? Maybe we bring this up with the betting community at large and just say, listen, man, what kind of, what kind of bets would you be interested in placing? And then, I don't know, maybe we make a a giant PowerPoint and, and present it to all these books and say, this is what your public wants to see. This is what your public will bet on. You know, this is, this is what we want and petition them. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I would like to see top tens. Of course, I already mentioned that. I'd like to see top manufacturers, like give us the top Chevy. There's plenty of really good Chevys out there that, you know, give us top Toyota. You got all the Gibbs guys in there. Top Ford might be a little tougher. That's kind of a weak area. You probably would just bet Riley Herbst every week. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's plenty of other options we could have out there, but I think that's enough ranting against the books. At least Caesars did provide us with some odds. As last I looked here a couple minutes ago, they're the only ones that have Xfinity odds out. So shout out to them. They're at least on top of stuff. I, I really don't know what the holdup is this week. Yeah. And as you listen to this, obviously the discord will continue to keep you even more updated, uh, as we go on, as far as who's dropping more Xfinity odds, but I mean, this may be it for the good long while. So if you listen to this tonight, tomorrow, and and Caesars is the only one that has them, by all means, pounce on them. Something else you need to pounce on are Shady Rays shades. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades. You get customizable snow goggles and so much more. Plus, Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that they offer world-class products that are just as good as any expensive pair that you've ever worn, that we've ever worn, that anybody's ever worn. Plus, they got durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses that you buy is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your pair... Even on that first day, even if you get it and you're so excited to get it in that box and you take it downstairs and next thing you know, it's gone and you don't know what happened to it, that's fine. They will replace it for you and they won't even ask any questions on how you actually did it. So that's great for me, great for you, great for everybody that is prone to lose things. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back even long after you purchase them. Uh, Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. They've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Our team has always got your back. So exclusively for you, our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Make sure to check out our NBA playoffs survivor challenge. It's completely free to enter and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. It's exclusively on the SGPN app. Well, Cody, like I said, we are at the Martinsville Speedway for the call 811 before you dig 250 entry list. This, of course, is a Saturday night race. I said it before. It's 250 laps around this just over half mile track. Uh, again, we you know this is a, a track where they come to a couple times a year, and so we've we've seen some track history. We've got something to base us off of. No cup drivers, like we said, uh, mucking up the the reins here for these guys. They're pretty much going to be able to race themselves, which means a lot of the same names, Cody, are probably going to float their way 
up to the top. Last season, Brandon Jones in uh, his nine car or nineteen car rather uh, won this race. Ty Gibbs won the fall race. Gragson and Barry took the twenty twenty one races, and then Kevin Harvick and Harrison Burton took the twenty twenty. Oh wait, twenty twenty was Harrison Burton, but you got to go back to two thousand and six for the last time. They they've only been coming here for a couple of years. Has the Xfinity Series. Kevin Harvick in 2006 won this race. Kenny Wallace in 1994 before that. So relatively new track again for the Xfinity drivers, which means the track history won't necessarily be there for some a lot of these drivers, in fact. Not to mention they're all like 18 years old anyways, so track history is not even a thing. But it's even less of a thing as we've only got really two seasons worth of, of racing on this track within the last decade or so. Yeah, exactly. And that covers the majority of the, the guys we'd be looking to bet on most likely in this one anyways. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there's enough, right? We had a couple of races here last season, so that's nice to look at. We've obviously, we're getting deeper into the season now, so we've got a few races to look back on and see how guys have been doing. Um, so yeah. So comp tracks, though, I know every that's the buzzword. Everybody loves comp tracks. Like, what what is a comp track? But to me, honestly, it's like, look at I get it, and 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 overall, if I'm looking at comp tracks, like I just want to look at short tracks. Like I want to look how they've done at short tracks. I don't I don't need to go to a comp track to to feel that out. But also, I I feel like every NASCAR track nowadays is its own unique. Like, it's got its own personality. I can't compare Martinsville to Bristol even without the dirt. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same type of a track. Martinsville is the paperclip, right? This is the the track that looks like a paperclip. So it has different dimensions than a Bristol that's not necessarily as uh, long and and uh, configured the way that, that Martinsville is. So, again, I, I'm not necessarily taking into account a lot of the short tracks in this, I'll, I'll tell you their short track history a couple of times here. But by and large, I'm like, listen, how'd they do at Martinsville, right? <laughs> how'd they do last yeah. week? That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, and in the Xfinity series, I think it's it's tougher to look at quote-unquote comp tracks unless it's in the same season. So many things change for so many of these guys and, and different lineups and different drivers in and out. It's hard to look at it too much. So if they raced in the at Martinsville last season, I'm going to go back, I'm going to look at that. And then I'm going to lean a lot more into what they've done this season and how things are going, because I think that translates a lot more in the Infinity Series. Now, when we get to the cup side of things, there's a lot more patterns to be established. Some of these guys have been around for 100 years, and so they've got a lot of laps on certain types of tracks where you're going to point out they're really good on this type of track. So when it comes to the Infinity Series, I am i don't even think I have one other track comparison in here. Uh, mine is going to be solely based on what they did at Martinsville last year, uh, and maybe in some other series if they race truck races uh, at Martinsville as well, um, or what they've done for me so far this year. I think that weighs so much more heavily uh, when it comes to the Xfinity series is how are things going this year for certain teams, for certain drivers with so much change every year. I mean, you know, three of your top four guys really are, are not in the series anymore that were in here last year shakes a lot of stuff up. Their really good rides have gone on to other guys and and so on and so forth. So it, it is a little harder to to look too far back with Xfinity stuff. Yeah, and it really is too. Again, if you look at the other the spring race here last year, Ty Gibbs led 197 laps of this race, ended up not winning. That was Brandon Jones who led just 28 laps, but you know, again, Ty Gibbs not going to be there. Uh, you talk about AJ Allmendinger not going to be there. Uh, is Landon Castle? I can't remember if I saw his name in the the driver lineup in I that ten who car. Who is in the ten car this week? Actually, uh, I had look. I, I clicked off of the the entry I've list. Got, I've got the entry list somewhere. Here it is. Uh, the ten car is Derek Kraus. Actually, he's going to be stepping up from. Well, he's not even racing full time in the trucks. Uh, so he'll be in the. The Xfinity ride this week for colleague. Yeah, so you talked about that, then that's exactly it. The uh, Landon Castle, AJ Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, all three of those guys not going to be in there anymore. So you know that that gives guys like Austin Hill, and we'll talk about all these guys in a little bit, but uh, a better opportunity to climb their way up there uh, in this spring race. In the fall, it was Ty Gibbs again, uh, actually winning this race this time, leading 102 laps, and then Sheldon Creed. Uh, and then, but we've got no Noah Gragson anymore, um, and then no like Blaine Perkins and 
all these guys that are up there. AJ Allmendinger didn't make much of a splash anyways, but yeah, this should be a fun race. And, and I think, uh, obviously this is the first short track for these guys, right? For the Xfinity. Cause they, yeah, they were at Richmond a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's it's a short track still, but again, it's not super comparable. It's just Martinsville such a different thing. And there's not really anything else they've driven. That's, I mean, I mean, Richmond would be the closest thing, but I'm not really going to compare a ton from there to here. No, because Richmond's, what, three quarters of a mile, and this is only a half mile, so yeah. there's not not a whole lot of comparison to make. Uh, but, you know, I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of good value. I mean, we did find, and I'm looking at, at uh, Cody's card too, and I saw a lot of good value in, in Cody's card. Uh, we're not clashing too much in this time so there's no angst here but i will say that cody did uh in fine form swoop in and take my winner again so i had to pivot <laughs> just so you guys i know. couldn't pass up this time i had to i had to get there and uh i figured you'd be on that guy too so i wanted to, to beat you to the punch this time well i mean our research took us exactly in the same place so I, i'm not necessarily <laughs> all that scared about it but uh, uh all right well i'll tell you what uh, i think it's time to start setting up some bets how about you yeah, we, there's a couple big news oh, items we should you're probably right. touch on. I'm sorry. Yes, I don't please. know if you want to take our break quick, and yeah. then we can come back, and we'll do things a little out of order, but that's okay. There are a couple of, of decent-sized news things that, that we probably should mention. You are correct. You are <laughs> correct. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, there are some news and notes to get to. But let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy is your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. I'm not sure how I could have uh, gone on without this this <laughs> big breaking piece of news that has taken NASCAR by storm right now. Yeah, it's only a minor piece of news, but Chase Elliott is going to be back in the number nine car this weekend. Uh, spent some time in the simulator this morning. Uh, that that allowed him to get a good feel on how the braking. I mean, it's massive braking with your left leg. That's of course the leg where he broke his uh, tibia, I believe, was the injury, um, and so. Spent some time this morning, felt good about it. Uh, Josh Berry was listed on the entry list when they came out yesterday, but uh, again, they can be updated. Cody Ware was also listed, and and uh, he's not going to be driving that car, obviously. Uh, but so Chase Elliott is back, and NASCAR did approve his waiver um, as far as uh, making the playoffs. Um, and so shout out to Bob Pachris, the the NASCAR magician. He did the. Um, all the math on what exactly would have to uh, happen for Chase to make it on points. Basically, Chase is going to need a win before the regular season ends to get in the playoffs. Most likely, it's not completely out of the uh, question, but he had 49 points in the first two races, so he's currently 34th. He's 134 points out of 16th, uh, which is the current playoff cutoff. Uh, but likely won't be the cutoff by the time the playoffs start. Obviously, um, you know, we're going to get more winners. We're, we're at seven and eight race. So there's going to be more winners. There's some big names that haven't won. Some guys that are going to lock themselves in that way. Um, if he averaged 35 points a race, he could possibly be around 16th at this point. And that's if, you know, in Talladega, somebody that's outside of that top 16 doesn't win. That's at Daytona. If somebody outside of that doesn't win, I think the second Atlanta race is before. The, the playoffs so when Corey LaJoy wins and gets in the playoffs so there's uh <laughs> there's there's plenty of uh guys that could be in his way so it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibilities of course if he comes out rips off some stage wins I mean stage points are going to be more important to him than ever before as far as that goes 10 points to win a stage nine for second like those can add up quickly if he can come out and win two stages that's 20 points if he gets good finishes that's more so it's not out of the realm of possibility Maybe that's why you try and get him back now so you've at least got that outside chance. But obviously winning would put him in. He's got the waiver, so he is good to go with that. And there's not even – which he'll be in the top 30. He's only 34th after missing six races. So there is not the top 30 qualification anymore anyways. Um, but uh, he'll likely be in there. And if NASCAR keeps handing out penalties the way they have been, he might find himself uh, up there even quicker. 
<laughs> I, you know, it's crazy to think though. I don't, I mean, I vaguely remember when he did it, but it doesn't even feel like that long ago. That's, that's the thing about it. Like I, I don't know, man, athletes, they really push themselves to some seriously crazy limits yeah. because that's me, man. <laughs> well, and this is, I mean, there's not really going to be necessarily an easy track. You look to next week and it's Talladega. You get a big wreck there. That could hurt you. You got Dover the following week, I think it is, which is, is probably more uh, where I think a lot of people kind of expected him to come back. But he's he's a left-footed breaker, as a lot of these guys are, and it's his left foot, and you're going to the heaviest breaking track on the circuit, 400 laps at a half mile. He's not going to have a chance to rest that leg, stretch it out while he's going down the straightaway, nothing. It's going to be hit the gas, hit the brake, hit the gas, hit the brake all night long. It'll be interesting. He's He's opened up, but now they've added him on the books. He's like seven to one right there with the favorites. It's crazy. It would be a great story. Uh, you know, Golden Boy comes back. Although <laughs> I don't know that I want to hear, you know, oh, it's fixed. He comes back. He wins the first race. Although I'm a Chase Elliott fan, so I'd love to see him win. I'm not going to bet on him at seven to one just yet. Although he's been very good here in the past, led a ton of laps in this race last year. Obviously, we talked about yesterday on the betting show. Hendrick is looking pretty good, but um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I don't know if I would uh, <laughs> go that far that uh, I'm willing to bet on him yet. Uh, there it was brought up in the discord earlier this week. Um, I think it was, was it earlier this week or at the very end of last week? Uh, and someone I'm trying to see who it was to give them credit said, uh, gosh, where'd he go? Uh, well, I'll find it in a minute anyways, but somebody was wanting to bet on him at 12 to one to win the championship was now the time to pull the trigger, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, as far as uh, it was M Shepard, by the way, I found it finally. Uh, but was that, was it now, or do you wait a little longer to see if it goes out? And we talked about like, he kind of got a time it just perfect. Cause once he comes back, it's going to drop. Well, it's eight to one now. So he, he announces he's coming back. Boom. It drops M Shepard. Luckily got it at 12 to one. So props to him uh, as far as that goes. Uh, very interesting to see <laughs> that market has swayed so much. He was a favorite when he got hurt, obviously going into the season. Him and, and Larson, I think, were the co-favorites to win it all. Uh, and then, yeah, to see his number jump all around with him missing these six races. Um, but he's he's settled in at 8-1 to one for now. So I would say likely if you're wanting to get any value on him, you're probably going to need to do it now because I'd see that number only going uh down from here yeah especially if he comes out and does well in this race does well at talladega and then eventually ends up winning one i mean if he wins one then you know yeah then it's it's over like you you've just right. lost all value because if he wins it then you're not going to get it anywhere near seven to one hell probably even six to one so you're, you're going to have to get it now so exactly the one other piece zane smith is going to be in the 51 truck we talked about that possibility when we were talking about guys who who you know could potentially get seat time in there. I think he's the perfect guy. He appears to be on Ford's fast track to the Cup Series. I would be very surprised if he's probably not the leading candidate for the number four car right now for next season. Uh, Ford is very big on him. He's obviously getting his chances to run a few races in the 38 car. Um, and so I don't, I don't expect him to be competitive. I'm not going to bet on him. Uh, maybe you look at him in DFS a little bit. I don't know. I think he, he'll perform better than Ware did in that car, but it's still a Rick Ware car, so don't go crazy. But just the seat time, the reps on this track, I mean, going to a track like Martinsville, we talked about it in the betting show yesterday, like getting reps in this car, specifically the next-gen car on this type of track is going to help these guys next time they come here. Uh, and so I think that this is going to be more good seat time for him and good time to learn the shifting patterns are different. The tires are different. Everything about this is different. And get ready for what is likely going to be his rookie season next year. I concur. Can't wait to see that, actually. I think he deserves it. I think it's time for him to get up there and give it a go. Uh, so, yeah, definitely can't wait to see his his uh, his how he does. And we'll talk about that, actually, a little more in the DFS episode. A little spoiler alert if you're listening for that. Oh, there you uh, go. So, um, all right. I think it's uh, about time to lay down some bets. How about you? Let's do it, Rob. All right. So, uh, Cody, go ahead and start us off. Like we said, this is it. All the Xfinity drivers are by their lonesome. So we're going to be bringing up a lot of names that we've talked about before. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And all these bets we're giving out are from Caesar Sportsbook. They're the only ones with odds out. So shout out to them again. Uh, this one, I claimed the second I saw that odds were out. I, I messaged. He didn't even have the document done yet. I sent him a message in Slack, and I said, 
I am claiming this one. You can't have it back off. Riley Herbst, top five, plus 400, Rod. Why do they just treat us like it's Christmas every week with Riley Herbst and these top five numbers? This is like my Kevin Harvick top 10. Like, you just play it every week. It doesn't matter. And you're still getting it at four to one, which is crazy. In the spring race here, he finished in sixth place. In the fall race, he finished in third at this track. So that's one spot out of the top five, and that's in the top five. He has been having a hell of a start to the season. We talked about it, how consistent he's been. Sixth at Daytona, uh, seventh at Auto Club, eighth at Vegas, fourth at Phoenix. Again, you want to look at comp tracks, quote-unquote. Phoenix, you could sort of put in that bucket. It's not... It's, it's stretching it a little bit for sure, but shorter, flatter. That's about as close as you're getting. Fourth, uh, fifth at Atlanta, 10th at Coda. Um, he led 23 laps at Richmond two weeks ago in their last race and was wrecked late in that one, so didn't get a good finish in 23rd. But Riley Herbst has been very impressive this week. It was very hard for me to leave him off at, I think he's 20 to 1 to win this week. If you want to grab some of that, I would not hate it at all. There's a couple other guys on the board I just couldn't pass up as far as my longer shots bets went. But Riley Herbst are top five at plus 400. I'm going to hammer this one. Uh, this is one of my favorite bets on the Xfinity board for sure. Uh, he's just He's been so consistent. We've talked about it. And he's moved up from being a consistent top 10 guy to a guy that can get in the top five uh, more times than he doesn't. Uh, and so I'm just going to continue to ride this Riley Herbst train. Top five at plus 400. Well, again, you snatched him from me, and uh, I was probably going to go there as well, so it's a good thing uh, that you got there. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to argue with you. It's it's exactly what it is. That 98 car just uh, finds its way into the top five, and that's just kind of like an auto bet, like you with the 20-1 Bowman bets. So I'll back you on that one. Uh, I'm going with a teenage kid, and I'm going with Sam Mayer as my first bet. I've got him as a top five at plus 170, but I will say to you this. I'm also looking at a top three at plus 340. I like that odd, those odds better for a top three. I love the way that looks at plus 340, but I'm being realistic in this. I'm taking a step back. I'm much more comfortable saying that he will be a top five car at plus 170, but I would not... I would not uh, you know, blame you if you wanted to sprinkle something on a top three for Sam Mayer as well. On this track, he has appeared three times uh, in his Xfinity career. In those, he has a fourth place finish, a fifth place finish, and a sixth place finish. So all around the top five for Sam Mayer. His short track history, he's got eight short track races with six top tens. Four of those are top fives. This season, I mean, look, he's only got one top five finish this season. That was the second place at California, but he had a seventh place finish in Vegas, a ninth place finish at Atlanta, a seventh place finish at Coda. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't have a good weekend uh, at Richmond where he finished 17th after a third place start, but we know that Sam Mayer can be fast when he's not getting taken out by his teammates, and we know that he can run up front when he's not getting taken out by his teammates. He's that talented kid that puts together good finishes almost in spite of what's happening around him. Again, fortunately, a couple of times this season, especially at Daytona, he got caught up in the mess. But I trust the skill of this kid on short tracks, just knowing that at least half the time in his performances on short tracks, he's finished inside the top five, including two of the three here at Martinsville. And listen, last season, actually, you look at his starts, too, in those two races last season. He started 21st. Drove his way up to fifth. He started 22nd, drove his way up to sixth. So, obviously, there's something there. As long as he stays out of it, as long as he's able to keep out of trouble this week, I think a top five finish for him is well within his reach. And again, given that we have guys like Almendinger out, Gibbs out, Gragson out, all these big names out, take a couple of those guys and slide them up above, that's a top three. So, I, I see realistically a top five, but... Wouldn't be mad if you took a top three bet as well. Something noticeably absent from my Xfinity card again this week, Rod, Junior Motorsports cars. I talked about this last two weeks ago when they last raced at Richmond. I was fading Junior Motorsports. Josh Berry finished third. The other three drivers, 13th, 17th, and 21st. Again, they wreck each other every week. 
This they're just struggling to find speed. Dale Jr.'s commented on that previously, and it just I don't know. I don't have the faith in Junior Motorsports that I've had in the past, and not that they're not going to get there because they will. And once they get there, I will flip on a dime and be right back on them. But until I see it, I am going to stay away from it. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of out on this one. Plus 170 is a good price for a good driver in a what's normally a good car. But, man, I, with some of the other guys out there and some of the other options, I don't know if I can fully back this one. Another one I do like, though, as far as top five odds go, they're being pretty generous on a few of these. Austin Hill plus 220. The disrespect for Austin Hill continues, Rod. It's like they've forgotten how good he has been so far this season. Uh, so for his top five at plus 220, he finished ninth here in the fall race uh, most most recently. This race last season in the spring, he finished in fourth place. So again, you're telling me one of the two races he got there, the other race he was only four spots out of it, that's not that far. You go back and you look at how he's done this season, Rod. What have you done for me lately? He wins at Talladega, sixth place at Auto Club, wins at Vegas, seventh at Phoenix, wins Atlanta, 37th at Coda. He did have a bad day there, but road course tro issues early. I'm throwing that out. Ninth place at Richmond. So the argument against this would be in the two closest tracks to this. He finished seventh at Phoenix, ninth at Richmond. Not as impressive as he's been at some of the bigger tracks, the mile and a half, the, the two-mile tracks, whatnot. I don't care. Austin Hill has had speed. RCR as a whole has had speed. RCRs look good in the Cup Series. They look good in the Xfinity Series. They are firing on all cylinders. And, um, uh, again, I, I just I, I cannot pass up Austin Hill at big plus money like this. Plus 224. The guy who, what are the Xfinity Series championship odds? You look at him, John Hunter Nemechek, plus 350. Austin Hill's plus 400. He's the second best favorite for this. So you're telling me, that you think he's the second best favorite to win the championship and on a track like Martinsville, which is going to be the last race to get into the championship race in the fall. He's at plus 220 for a top five. That just something does not equate there. Uh, and I cannot pass up value like that. I definitely like Austin Hill. I, I kept, kept coming across his name over and over again in my research. And in fact, we'll talk about him as well uh, in just a little bit. So I will back your play on this one. Uh, my next one is yet another kid. I think I've, I've gotten this this like soft spot for all of these young drivers because they're just all doing crazy things this season. Uh, but I, I like Chandler Smith as a top three car. No track history on Martinsville, obviously. I mean, I don't even think he was old enough to drive the last time uh, last season to to actually take this track i'm just kidding he was but he wasn't obviously old enough to drive an xfinity car so uh they definitely didn't have him on there but i will say this he has been insane this season and what did he do at the last short track that they ran on oh yeah he won it uh how many times was he on a short track prior to that none that was his first short track start and he actually won that race uh, he led 83 laps at Richmond after starting first and or after starting eighth rather and finishing first in Las Vegas led 118 laps from the pole finishing third in that one fourth at Fontana after a fifth place start I mean his only couple of bad bad races were Atlanta and that's where he had a, a rear gear problem uh, so he didn't necessarily get a chance to to finish well there and that was really the only finish outside of 12th place he finished 12th at Daytona, like I said, 4th at Fontana, 3rd at Vegas, 5th in Phoenix, uh, 28th in Atlanta, 12th in Austin, and then 1 in Richmond. So, I mean, he's doing some fantastic things behind the wheel, being such a young kid. We've ranted and raved about him uh, earlier this season as well, just how impressive he's been. All the commentators can't stop saying how impressive he's been. Uh, I think he gets back on the short track a week off with some confidence after winning in Richmond. And I mean, it's a short track again, but it's shorter, but it's definitely a short track. And uh, I think he comes out, qualifies well. I think he, uh, he does good things. And like I said, I, I, I can't believe that plus 210 for a, a top three in this, given that, you know, he's performed well this season so far. Yeah, I love this one, Rod. I was sad that I couldn't find a way to get on Chandler Smith, but looking at this number, like, this is the bet to make on him. 
I fully agree with you. He's coming off a winning route last week at Richmond. He was leading at the white flag in Las Vegas where Austin Hill overtook him and ends up winning that, and he falls to third after Justin Allgaier got him too. But he could easily have two wins already this season. Uh, he's proven that he's got speed. We know these college cars can be fast if they've got the right drivers. A.J. Allmendinger was always good in them, and now we're see Justin Haley was very good in them as well. Ross Chastain was very good in them. Now we're seeing it with Chandler Smith. He did race in the truck race here last season, finished in sixth place, but the guys he finished behind, William Byron, Johnny Sauter, a legend of the truck series, Kyle Busch, John Hunter Nemechek, and Ben Rhodes. So probably five of the uh, – you could you could debate the Johnny Sauter part of it, but very elite drivers and very elite trucks he finished behind. So a solid day for him there. Uh, and again, what have you done for me lately, right? He's the most recent winner we have. He's riding that momentum off the bye week. And he's been very impressive so far. He's had a lot of speed. Uh, I really like this one. Again, a, a guy that I was sad I didn't find a way to bet on, but looking at it more and listening to you talk about it, this is the way to get down on Chandler Smith. So I love this one at, at plus 210. Next up for me, I've given out a Ford. I've given out a Chevy. Here's my first Toyota bet. I'm going to take Ryan Truex over your aforementioned Sam Mayer. Uh, and this is for the same reason I talked about early, er, earlier. You can't rely on these junior motorsports guys at this point. Sam Mayer, it's been up and down so far. So you look at, at Ryan Truex, Martin Truex's younger brother, of course. Uh, he's got two starts this season in this JGR 19 car. He finished third at Atlanta, second at Phoenix. Phoenix, again, if you're going to compare tracks we've been to so far, one of the closer comparisons as far as a shorter track, a flatter track. So the second place finish there, very strong. He was seventh place last uh, here last year in this race. Um, and, and then you look, both races last year, Brandon Jones, Ty Gibbs. Both of them were Joe Gibbs Toyotas. Brandon Jones was the 19 Toyota, which is, uh, the I think, yeah, he's in the 19. Um, and so that's the one Truex is going to be in. The fastest cars potentially we've seen all season so far have been John Hunter Nemechek and Sammy Smith. Now you throw Joe Graff in the 19 car, we know it's not going to do anything. That'd be like putting me in there. You wouldn't get the same results as you're going to get with a capable driver. Um, so you have to completely throw out anything Joe Graff did because it, it doesn't pertain to anything. But been so much speed out of the Gibbs camp. Uh, they really screwed themselves early at Richmond with the pit, pit, pit choices. Uh, pit penalty, I guess you could say, because they penalized themselves. Uh, just just bad mistakes that, that didn't turn out the way they had hoped. But they were still some of the faster cars. Uh, and again, that's recent recently. Sam Mayer, uh, he did finish fifth in the spring here, sixth in the fall. So he had good runs. Um, and did beat Truex in the one race that they were head-to-head. -head. But this year, uh, again, ends up upside down in Daytona. He does finish second at California, but it's not gotten much better since then. Seventh at Vegas, that's all right. Phoenix, 14th. Eh. Ninth at Atlanta, seventh at Coda, 17th at Richmond. None of these give me confidence in Sam Mayer. Uh, and with Truex and what he's done in his limited opportunities, and again, when you get to these guys like Truex, we saw it a lot last year with uh, Trevor Bain trying to take full advantage. These guys don't get very many opportunities in, in really, really good equipment like this. And honestly, Truex is bringing money to the table to get a ride like this. Same as Joe Graff. Like, they are paying to be in this ride for Joe Gibbs. And so they have to take full advantage of it when they get it. Truex has done so, so far with a third and a second place finish. I think he's going to have another solid run. Not saying he's going to win this, but I think he'll have a solid top five run, and I don't, I can't rely on Sam Mayer with the way that Junior Motorsports has started off this season uh, to get me that solid finish as well. So for me, this one's a fairly easy Ryan Truex over Sam Mayer at minus 120. All right, so then uh, Ryan Truex finishes fourth and Sam Mayer finishes fifth, and we're all good. <laughs> I don't care. And then we vote. Both cash, right? and then we so both cash. So uh, I, I would like take it. That. That's fine with me. Um, I accept this proposition. <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, all right, so I'm going to piggyback off of your Austin Hill uh, bet from earlier, and I'm going to put Austin Hill over Brandon Jones. And this has nothing more to do than what Brandon Jones has been able to do or not do lately. This nine car has been the absolute, and this is the one junior motorsports driver that I am all out on, and that is Brandon Jones. It seems like I know that Mayer is a pinball to Barry, and I know that uh, all this stuff is happening, but poor Brandon Jones just 
it's like he went from the the greatest to you know like i said the huge the pinball like the bumper cars of of the the track so this season he has finished 14th 33rd 21st 23rd 19th 11th and 21st going up against the driver this season that has finished first first sixth first seventh first 37th ninth <laughs> i mean if that 37th wasn't in there and, and if it wasn't for the engine problems that he had at coda uh this is this would be the uh, just huge mismatch and the books are trying to get you to go because brandon jones has done great things on this track uh in his career that's exactly what they're trying to get you to look at in that on martinsville He's got a ninth place finish, a fifth place finish, a sixth place finish. He won here uh, in the spring. He won this race last year, uh, and then he finished 23rd after starting on the pole and leading uh, 98 laps of the fall race. So they want you to look at that. They want you to look at that and go, oh, why would you not take Brandon Jones over Austin Hill in this? Because obviously Brandon Jones is a better driver. But, uh, and, and Brandon Jones is actually juiced more. He's at minus 120. Austin Hill's at minus 110. So they're actually trying to really bait you into taking Brandon Jones over Austin Hill, but don't fall into that trap. Again, Austin Hill is a red-hot driver right now. He has done fantastic things, and were it not for an engine problem, be the clear favorite in this one. Breaking news, Rod. Uh, Caesars obviously has tapped into a line, and they listen to this show live, despite the fact that we're not recording live. And uh, truck odds are out, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Shout Beautiful. out to Caesars. Beautiful. Anyways, back to your bet here, Austin Hill over Brandon Jones. I fully back this. Obviously, I just gave out why I love Austin Hill already this weekend. I am the biggest fan of Brandon Jones. I love the guy. I was so excited for him to take over the best car in the JRM stable and have this wonderful, great season. And we have not seen it yet. There was a small, very tiny little flash. He led 24 laps last two weeks ago, I guess, at, at Richmond. And I was thinking, okay, here comes the turnaround. And then bad luck strikes again. He finishes back in 21st. Uh, Brandon Jones is going to get there. We've seen it for years, right? He, he's probably one of these guys like a Justin Allgaier that's just going to hang out in the Xfinity Series for his entire career and have, have a good amount of success. He'll get things figured out, and JRM will get things figured out. But until they do, I am on the train of of not backing them and of fading them. And you can't argue with the results have not been here. Uh, and even when he started to look decent, the results again have not been there. So until he turns that around, you're going to have to continue to fade him as much as it hurts my heart to do it. Um, uh, I'm going to have to back you on this one with Austin Hill uh, over Brandon Jones. Next up for me, I decided to go to <laughs> Rod is currently typing in the document. And, oh, thank you. Oh, goodness, yes. Okay, when we get to Rod's winner pick, I am going to give him a lot of praise because I hated not picking this guy. So I'm glad I changed your mind on the JRM train there. <laughs> Live. Anyways, Look at man. Uh, this is why we do this show. It's not just for you. It's for us too, man, because we got to talk to each other about our picks. <laughs> Spoiler alert for when we get to the uh, the winner <laughs> side of things. Rod just made an adjustment. But uh, <laughs> this was me yesterday in the Cup Series. I deleted and erased that final bet i had five or six times <laughs> i kept waffling back and forth but, i made a uh, strategy call cody i i had to i had to take hey, two tires you instead of four on the fly sometimes right <laughs> okay next up for me i am going to take one of the group uh over at, on caesars this is group c and it uh it's still a rather loaded group it's got uh and notice if you see a theme here josh barry justin allgaier and cole custer and then sammy smith is also in this one sammy smith is a plus 250 um, and I, I make all these arguments about, you can't necessarily trust the finishes. Sammy Smith doesn't necessarily have the greatest finishes this season, but he showed the most speed and the most promise. Cole Custer is currently dead to me. I bragged up on him all off season. I thought he was going to have this wonderful season. We haven't seen shit from him yet. Maybe he gets it turned around eventually. Barry uh, has been, I think the most impressive of the, uh, of the JRM guys. He probably scares me the most in this one. And all Again, he's a veteran. He's been around. He's been doing it for a long time, and he's gotten the results in the past. So if they get things figured out, this is a tough group. But for me, Sammy Smith at plus 250 is the best value, and he has shown the speed. Again, the JGR Toyotas won both of these races last season. They have been super, super fast so far uh, this year. 
Uh, again, results have been iffy. 19th at Daytona, 19th at Cali, 17th at Vegas. Uh, at Phoenix, he won the race there, led 92 laps. Again, a somewhat comparable to this race. Things went the right way for him. 17th at Atlanta, 4th at Coda, 19th at Richmond, but he was super fast at the Richmond race. Him and John Hunter Nemechek, they both decided to do the no-tire strategy early. They both went a lap down. John Hunter got his lap back, fought all the way back up to second place and almost won that race. Sammy Smith could never catch the caution at the right time to get back on the lead lap. So despite being one of the fastest cars on the track, he was consistently racing his way up into the top five, just happened to be a lap behind everybody. Then a caution would come out right after somebody got lapped. He'd have to go to the back again, and he kept fighting his way back up there and showing that speed. So to me, you kind of have to throw out that Richmond result. It just bad pit strategy or a bad yeah pit strategy call from them. I am so high on Sammy Smith, and I want to continue to ride on him. Uh, and I'm really big on these these JGR Toyotas this weekend. I think they're going to be the class of the field. So give me Sammy Smith, the Group C winner over Barry, Allgaier, and Custer at plus 250. Yeah, out of this group, I mean, and again, I, I had to look at other groups because you took the group that I wanted to take. Uh, but out of that, I, that would have been the one that I took for sure as well because it's just, yeah. I, I told you, man, these bumper cars are crazy. The only one that I see, like, rising above it and just getting annihilated in, in other ways is Sam Mayer. I just I feel like this is a, him, a chance for him to just sort of rise above the rest of the riffraff that's going on. And you know how high I am on Allgaier. I love Justin Allgaier, I think it's it's a fantastic ride. But, again, I don't understand why these bumper cars are, are continuing to go. And it's just frustrating. So, yeah, I'll take Sammy Smith in that group as well, especially at plus 250. I, I like those odds. Man, now Barstool has truck odds too, Rod. Jeez, everybody's listening to us. Let's go. Um, all right. Well, then, I have got uh, my next bet is uh, Daniel Hemrick over Cody's <laughs> beloved Parker Kligerman. <laughs> This hurts. Sorry, I, this I hurts, choked on something there. Hurts Cody's soul, but it has to be done. Poor Kligerman just can't seem to catch a break this season in the Xfinity. Uh, finishes of 23rd, 10th, 11th, great, 15th, 4th, 31st. Uh, Richmond, he did finish 8th, but again, Richmond was just a ridiculous show at the end there. Um, and he, I don't know how he climbed his way in 8th place when he wasn't necessarily there all day long. Uh, but he definitely got lucky there and got in there. But for Daniel Hemrick, on the other hand, his stats this season have been a little more consistent, shall we say, uh, for Daniel Hemrick. He has finished after a bad start in uh, in Daytona at 36, 12th, 10th, 10th, 2nd, 6th. And then Richmond, he had bad luck and finished in 24th. So... I mean, again, he he's trying to fix his average back to 12th where it's generally at. Exactly. <laughs> well, his average finishes at 14th. So that kind of threw oh, off the yeah, curve. Oh, pretty close to 12th. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. And whereas Kligerman's is 14.6, Hemrick 14.3. If he just finishes almost a half a car in front, then we're good to go on that. But Kligerman doesn't have any Xfinity starts uh, on this track, actually. This is a track in which he does not have any. And then in 11 short track starts, he's only he's got five top 10s, which is good, but no top five finishes uh, for Kligerman. And I have his stats for the truck series in a tab there, but uh, I guess I he can't find six, him. Sixth place finish in 2021. Um, I think that's his only recent start up at Martinsville in the truck series. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's uh, his only one. So, yeah. again, not a lot of uh, track success there. And for uh, for uh, uh, Hamrick, Daniel Hamrick, to, to win over Kligerman at minus 115, like I said, I'm just sort of riding the, the bad luck that Kligerman's had over the last few races. I mean, last week notwithstanding. Maybe his luck turns around. I don't know. But um, I'm banking maybe not this week. <laughs> I left Kligerman off my card this week in hopes of reversing the jinx and getting him back into good standing with the uh, the Xfinity gods. It's been a rough go for Kligerman the last few weeks. He's just problem after problem has got to him, so I get that side of the argument. I would never bet on Daniel Hemrick because I have morals. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I don't know why I hate Daniel Hemrick so much, but I just you know he's going to finish in 12th, and so if you can't rely on Kligerman to finish the race, 
I suppose you could talk yourself into that being a good bet. I suppose. I suppose. Um, all right. Well, that's as close to as you'll get to me backing you on that one. And listen, that's all right. I've I've already I've already come to terms with the fact that you will never say nice things about a Daniel Hemrick. I, th- I think Rod specifically tries to work Herbst or uh, Hemrick into the show every week. Just because he knows I don't like him, it makes him uncomfortable, and and I cash those Hemrick bets more often than I don't. So, yeah, uh, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm gonna, he's reliable. He's be right there in twelfth every week. Hey, as long as Chandler, as long as Chandler, as long as uh, Kligerman finishes fourteenth, it's all good. I'm all right with that. There you uh, go. Um, all right, we got some winner bets to get to, but first we got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll set up our winners for the call eight one one before you dig two fifty race at Martinsville. But for those of you watching on YouTube and have been following our journey on YouTube since we joined, we want to say thank you very, very much for doing so. It has been a crazy transition. I mean, I've been an audio guy my entire life. Don't necessarily feel all that comfortable with uh, with video. Cody's smiling too, right? Yeah? Yeah, Cody's. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, just the fact that you guys have been able to watch, comment, like, subscribe... Uh, it means the world to us, and and I, like I said, and I can say all the time, our bosses see it, uh, everybody else in the network sees it, and you, we're growing as a result. So uh, just continue to do all those things, and we will continue to put this stuff out for you on YouTube if that is the way you consume it. For you OG podcast listeners, we always appreciate you. We've always known where our bread's buttered. Continue to rate, review, and uh, and get our show on the map more, even more than it is right now and uh, continue to help us grow in that way as well. Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Fantasy Football Channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Well, people need to win this race. It's going to have to happen, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe this will be the first race in NASCAR history in which nobody wins and uh, everybody goes home unhappy. I I don't see that happening. I I don't foresee that happening. By the way, too, that old-fashioned football ad we just had, they've got their own feed now, so definitely subscribe to that. Uh, they had on Sam Acho, uh, former NFL linebacker. He's on ESPN now, does XFL, uh, all that kind of stuff. So it was a very, very good interview. I just listened to it this afternoon. Uh, the Marks, they both obviously do a great job always. So definitely check them out. I wanted to, to get that in there because I can't rave enough about that show. It's uh, one of my favorites on this network easily. Well, and that Sam Acho interview was just like, I, I needed that today. I needed that boost of his energy. He is yeah. just a he's, ball oh of positivity. Yeah, right? well, and then he's got a book out that's that's basically nothing but positivity. Like, makes me want to go get the book. I might have to, to get the audio book and, uh, have him and read listen it. to that this weekend because it sounds, sounds like a great read as well, but definitely a good interview. So uh, make sure you go and check that out. Yes, please do. All right. Should we get to some winners, Rob? Let's get to some winners, Cody. Okay. Well, I don't always go with the favorites, but I could not talk myself off of it this week. John Arnimacek, he's only plus 350, but he has been elite. He has been this season what I expected Cole Custer to be early on, a dominating force, always in the mix. Uh, So if you go through his season, he's led a lap at every single race except for Coda, which is a road course. So that's not really doesn't compare to here anyways. Last two weeks ago, last race at Richmond finishes in second should have just dominated that race and blown the field away. Again, the bad strategy call early. He got lucky to get back on the lead lap, which Sammy Smith did not, but he was absolutely lights out from there on worked his way back up to second place there. 27th place at Coda again, whatever he was eighth at Atlanta sixth at Phoenix. Again, if you want to look at other comparable tracks so far, uh, sixth at Vegas, um, he won the race at auto club uh and then he was second at daytona as well uh last season he was not in the xfinity series here but he was fourth place in the truck series again i talked about the guys who finished in front of him kyle bush william byron 
Johnny Sauter was the other one who finished ahead of him. So John Ernemichek has been fast. He's been good. Again, JGR has been very good on this track. Last season, they won both Xfinity Series races. JRM is down right now, uh, and, and so that that takes uh, four really good drivers kind of out of the mix, in my mind, of guys who could win this. Um, and so John Arnimacek is the clear-cut favorite to win this. Uh, and a plus 350, I'm willing to lay that little bit because I think that, uh, that he's just going to be class of the field. And the only way I think he doesn't win this is if they beat themselves with a strategy call, with a pit mistake. Or something like that. I just think that John Hunter has proven that that he is the top of the top in the Xfinity Series so far this season. I'm sure he will find a way to choke away the championship later in the season, taking notes from Denny Hamlin and the JGR uh, Cup Series side of things. But for now, we can rely on John Hunter, I believe. And at plus 350, he is the top guy on my board. Yep. Can't argue with you on John Hunter, Nemechek. I, I, that was the guy I was going to pick, Cody. So... Hats off to Sorry, you. Sorry, Rod. It's I right. stole him this week, but right. uh, yeah, I feel good about it. Austin Hill, the absolute disrespect, 17 to 1. That's basically just makes it an auto play for me. He should not be this far down. I've already talked about him, what he's done this season, what he's done here in the past. Uh, again, he finished fourth place and ninth place last season. Both solid, respectable days. He's been fast this season. He's been good. He's got the wins already. That's another thing, too, when you have a longer shot that's that's going for the win. If this turns into a strategy call or, or a gamble late, he can take that gamble. He's well locked into the playoffs. He's got multiple wins this season, so he doesn't have to worry about that. Uh, he could take that gamble, and that could be what wins. You know, If John Hunter is just smoking the field, Austin Hill gets that late gamble. It pays off. He ends up up front, something like that. 17-1, to 1, it's just too good to pass up on. And rounding it out, Sheldon Creed, 20 to 1. Again, <laughs> for Sheldon Creed, it's it's been up and down still. Although this season he's been a little bit more consistent than he had been last season, where he just could not get the finishes, right? He was the guy last season that you couldn't rely on to get the finishes. At 20 to 1, though, he's got enough speed. I think he could get that first career Xfinity series win this weekend. Um, he was second place here in the fall. So that, that alone right there shows you how good he can do. And if you're second place, you're not very far from first place. He could get it done. He did finish 30th in the spring again. That was part of, of that string of just he could not finish races. Um, again, the season started out a little slow like last season was. 34th at Daytona, 23rd at Cali. Uh, rebounded for ninth at Vegas, third place at Phoenix. Again, that's a track that's, that's you know, you want a comp track for this season. The closest one we've been at to this um 21st at atlanta ninth dakota sixth place at richmond a couple weeks ago again another comparable track so so the two closest tracks to this at least third and sixth finished second here last season uh he's in the same rcr car that austin hill's in we've seen speed over there from them uh and things just seem to be going well in that camp so sheldon creed we see him up front all the time he's just got to put it together and get there at the end We've seen this with so many guys in the past. Casey Kane uh, comes to mind. Chase Elliott comes to mind. These guys that <laughs> Daniel Hemrick actually comes to mind. Guys that continuously run really good just cannot get that win. Once it does come, though, it's going to be an avalanche, as it has been for all those guys except for Daniel Hemrick. And uh, <laughs> I found a way to work him in that example unwillingly, and it turned out to be a good thing for me. So. Props to myself on the fly there because that was great. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I do love Sheldon Creed 21 again. It's just the odds are too far out for, for the, the ceiling he has. Do Am I going to go play him in DFS? Likely not because you, you can't necessarily rely on him always. But if he puts it together, he can get it done. And a 20 to 1, that's good enough for me. <sighs> okay. Uh, I, I do love me the Canadian that is actually Canadian that uh, is, is – well, no, Stuart Friesen. He's not a Canadian. He's from California. See, even I get confused every once in a while. But, um, yes, I, 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 I'm okay with that as well. Uh, all right, well, so Cody alluded to the fact that I actually did change my my winner pick. I, I researched myself earlier in the afternoon into Sam Mayer as a winner because I, I liked the 12-to-1 aspect of it. If I thought he was going to be a top-five car, then I figured 12-to-1 to win was not that necessarily bad of a bet. But then I saw and I looked at the odds again, and you know how you kind of talk yourself into something? Well, I talked myself out of mayor and talked myself into Chandler Smith 
at plus 700. Not a, I mean, obviously it's it's a 500 point swing between him and Mayer, but I I really think this has a better shot of happening than Sam Mayer winning. And again, that's Chandler Smith at seven to one. We just we talked about the fact that he's on a hot streak. He obviously won the last race that was out. It was a short track race. As a truck driver, he's got a fourth place finish and a sixth place finish on this track. But in short tracks in general, as a truck driver, 11 short track outings as a truck driver, two wins, six top fives, nine top tens. Only twice in his truck career did he finish outside of the top 10 on a short track. So uh, I'm definitely more inclined to believe that Chandler Smith especially if he does start up front, especially if he does uh, get somewhere near the, the front couple of rows, we'll have an opportunity to, to kind of run away with this because we talked about it the last couple races. It's been Ty Gibbs leading over 100 laps, and we know that uh, these cars can get out and lead a bunch of these laps uh, and not necessarily have to look back. And I don't know what it is, but, you know, that 16 car, it just, it's got my heart. It had Almondinger in it last time. It's Scott Chandler Smith. He may have to be my new Xfinity driver because he's in that colleague 16. Um, but again, I, I like but who? difference. Who? Chandler Smith? <laughs> Wait, is he in the 16? Yeah, he's in the he 16. He's in the 16. Yeah. He's in 13 in the Cup Series. Wow. Yeah, no, no. Chandler Smith's in the 16. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I just, I feel like this is a, a, a much more solid bet at seven to one. He's not even among the favorites. That's the thing. Like, uh, he's he's close, but not not there. He's closer to. Um, Sam Mayer than he is to John Hunter. So I, I still like plus 700 for Chandler Smith to win. Yeah, I love this. If I wasn't on John Hunter, maybe it would be Sammy Smith. But otherwise, Chandler Smith would be right there as well. I, again, like I said earlier when you brought him up, I, I felt bad not finding a way to get him in there. I'm glad you found multiple ways. He's the most recent winner in the series. He's shown a lot of speed. Like I said earlier, could have two wins. He, he was a lap away from doing it. So uh, I like that a lot. I think he's going to be a guy we're going to have to continue to keep our eye on. Uh, so I think that's a, a good decision by you. I, I didn't like your Sam Mayer pick as much. I didn't like my Sam Mayer pick as much either. I, I started to sour on it as I was talking about it. I was like, hey, probably top three. Yeah, but I don't know that he's going to top five rather, but I don't think he's going to win. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I do think that, that a top five on him isn't necessarily a bad bet. I think that's a lot more achievable or maybe JRM puts together a solid day, gets up there. I mean, we saw it earlier, right? He, all, I mean, he was close to winning at Daytona before he ends up upside down on the last lap. He gets second the next week, and like things are looking good, and then they've just tra trailed off since. But I do think he can turn it around, but I don't know that I'm willing to bet on him to win yet, whereas a guy like Chandler Smith, uh, I'm much more comfortable betting on him to win. And he just won last week, and he's still at 7-1, to one, so I like it. And he's still a kid. Like, the dude literally just turned 18, man. Like, it's just the craziest thing in the world that this guy's taking it by storm he'll be a cup driver before too long don't worry about it uh if yeah. he keeps this up yeah he's gonna have to find a place to put him but he's, he's working his way up there for sure i uh, yeah he is all right get out your pen and paper we're gonna go over the bets for you in the call 811 before you dig 250 xfinity race at the martinsville speedway uh cody started you out with uh riley herps as the top five car at plus 400 I said Sam Mayer is going to be a top five car at plus 170. Cody gave you Austin Hill as a top five car at plus 220. I said Chandler Smith will be a top three car at plus 210. Cody gave you Truex over Mayer at minus 120. I gave you Austin Hill over Brandon Jones at minus 110. Cody said that Sammy Smith was going to win Group C at plus 250 over guys like Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier, Cole Custer. I said Daniel Hemrick was going to finish in 12th, but that Klingerman would finish in 14th at minus 115 uh, and, and win this head-to-head. -head. And then Cody said John Hunter Nemechek at plus 350, Austin Hill at 17-1, Sheldon Creed at 20-1 to would win the race, while I said that not only will Chandler Smith be a top three car, but he will be the first car to cross the finish line and take the checkered flag. So those are all of your bets for this Xfinity race. Looking forward to watching it. Looking forward to seeing it again. Saturday night will be this race, and uh, we'll have some fun keeping track of the bets with you. I'm excited. This is going to be a good race. Uh, Martinsville is a fun track. It's short track, beating and banging. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm excited for this race. I feel like we got a good, solid card here, Rod, and uh, 
ready to to turn things around from how they've kind of been the last couple of weeks. You and I both, my friend. You and I both. Um. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, and as we do, why don't we do it? What we every what we do all the time. You know, some days, Cody. Like being a podcaster is is fantastic, but some days you just find words and they're just hard to do. Like words are hard. I don't know what it is. Words words can be hard. Uh, I have noticed that as well, and I'm I'm not nearly the professional you are. Uh, well, I mean, this is this is when uh, you know you step up to the plate and you're you're ready for the fastball, and then your mouth throws a curveball, and you're like, okay, I don't know where I'm going with yep. this, but let's go. Hang it happens. On. That's all right. Hang on for the ride. Uh, all right. As we wrap this up, as we always do, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Uh, right before we recorded this, I was on Derek's uh, betting preview show on Twitter Spaces. Uh, obviously, the live version is over at this point, but you can go back on Twitter still and listen to the to the playback on that. Definitely check that out. I'm going to be on the back road as well, filling in for my lovely co-host, Rod Gomez. Uh, on that one, that's on Thursday evening at 8.30 Eastern time on the in-between uh, YouTube channel. So definitely check that out. Busy week this week. I love it. I've also got some USFL and some NFL articles coming out soon. So make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all of my multitudes of work over there. Cody's got a book coming out labeled <laughs> How to Be Awesome Just Like Me. Check the Check all of your Amazon listings for that and your local libraries keep an eye on that as well it is a picture book so uh, get ready for that as well <laughs> yeah, that's kidding. the only kind of book i would know how to write I'm just so. kidding <laughs> find me on twitter at rjp comments here's, here's picture number one uh the joy baby <laughs> stacking those pennies follow me on twitter at rj via gomez there's a link in the bio to everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's in between media or wherever else i am at it's all right there We'll be back with some manner of episode tomorrow. It may be trucks. It may be DFS. Just reach uh, reach into the bag and grab it. We'll find out. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>